Hello and welcome to How to Cry Monster episode 38. Today we will be talking about the infamous Zodiac Killer. That is right, the man, the not-so-myth and the not-so- well, I mean, kind of a legend. Not so much of a myth, because this guy was 110% real. Um, killed a lot of people, and this is what happens when astrology goes too far. I am your host, Neil Nestor. And I'm your co-host, Giselle. I'm your co-host, Max. I'm your sound guy, Joe. Now, when you think of a serial killer, you think of this guy that's mysterious and that taunts police, you know? Right, yep. That's what you had in uh, Silence of the Lambs with Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. This guy, Zodiac, he kind of started that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Most people before that weren't actively, you know, goading the police. To except Jack he, the Ripper. Except Jack the Ripper, <laughs> but he that was not modern, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, the only way he could do that is through letters. Yeah. True. To thine police officer. And Dearest officer. All of the letters were not 100% confirmed to be true. Because it was like, well, you know, this guy said this thing. But we have one letter that kind of goes against that, you know? Saucy so we Jack. do have... Yeah. Saucy Jack, that letter is widely regarded to be true. Well, with the Zodiac Killer, they're like, oh yeah, these letters are consistent. This guy is offering us, like, ciphers that are the same level of difficulty to crack. Mm-hmm. And he stayed consistent throughout all of his letters. It's this dude that keeps, like, sending us letters. Yeah. I think in terms of, like, popularity, the Zodiac Killer is one of the most, I guess, like, memed on serial killers. Just because of the yeah. whole Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer thing. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a meme. It clearly is. <laughs> Have you seen the like aged up drawings and images of him? It's I exactly the same. Interesting. I mean, the sketch of the Zodiac Killer that the police got, like, it's it, he already looks to be middle aged, so that's why. Yeah, that is true. There, there were some, um, some indications that the Zodiac Killer was somewhere in between his forties and fifties. Um, the way the way that people described him, and yeah. I remember that there were some details um, in that regard. Um, however, most of the time his looks were mostly obscured by like a bag, right? Or he had like something on his face. Yeah, he was mostly obscured, and he also liked to ambush his victims in the night too. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you can't really get a clear look at someone with when it's pitch black. You're not near a city or any lights of any kind. Right. Now, did anyone survive, like, his yes. interactions? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And how did that go? Quite a few people did, actually. Oh, shit. Two. Because, yeah. Well, quite a few, too. More <laughs> than enough for a serial well, killer, that's, you know, still a lot. Yeah. yeah. He seems to take killing as the less, as less of a priority than then proving to everyone else that he is smarter. Because with all the crypto, crypts stuff, I don't know the actual, the ciphers and stuff, yep. the codes. Yeah, cryptic. He didn't actually check to see if a lot of his victims were dead. Mm. He kind of just assumed that they were. Most of the time they were, but with those two that got away, they they lived. And I they could even still be kicking to this day. Mm, and, but even then, they didn't have too much... They didn't get a look at his face. Mm. They weren't like, it's this guy. So he's kind of hit or miss when it comes to whether or not killing was what he was all about. So, um, what was his, was his, was his main, like, um, demographic for people that he killed, like, teenagers, or were they, like, various ages? Mostly young adults, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, high school to college kids. Yeah. Mm, okay. 
And it seems like he did have, at least at the beginning, like a fascination for attacking couples. Because, Mm. you know, this is the 60s, 70s in L.A. Couples don't really have, like, places to go that are, like, open late at night. So, you know, they drive out to a little parking lot, you know, to the side of the woods to go stargaze. And then, boom, Zodiac. Yeah, classic makeout point, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly, almost. Staring at the stars, talking about your Zodiac, and then, boom, one pops up. So this guy was kind of like the grandfather of all incels. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean... If I can't date someone, you can't either. eh. You could look at it that way. Like, this is one of those people that took astrology way too seriously. I feel like... I feel like there's a bunch of Zodiac killers existing today. Like... People are really willing to discriminate against you because you're like, a Leo. A, like <laughs> a Leo. Oh my gosh, a Leo and a Gemini. Sorry guys, this is just gonna end in pain. I'm gonna end it all for you right now. I'm literally never hear anything negative about Aquarius. <laughs> Aquariuses are some of the nicest people I've met. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. actually curious as to how that started. And the things that I read, it was just kind of like about how his how he went on to kill and then taunted the police through letters and calling yep. in. How did this whole Zodiac connection start? So, as far as I know, um, from what I've read, um, I can't remember how much of this was true or not, but he apparently um, did, a, he would, do, he, most or often or not, sometimes he would do research on his victims and he would stalk them. So, um, some of these victims weren't inherently random because he would try to kill them um, based off of their star sign. And um, he needed to kill, like, as far as I can remember, that that was something that I thought was um, a thing, was that he would kill someone according to the month. And so, like, he would have to find someone who was born under this month to kill. That felt like that fit that um, description. How would that work, though? Because that would mean that he had to, like, stalk his victims to know their birthdays, you know? Well, yes, Because he did. Sit them out celebrating their birthday. You're like, okay, well, their birthday is this month, this time. You jot, you jot it down. You wait another month. You find someone else. You can mark people. And, constantly and then again, it was the 60s, so public record is also a thing. That yeah, is true. And it's, and it's not that hard for someone um, during that time to find out who's whose birthday is what i mean all he'd have to do is just go to a bar and ask like hey is that like you know if anyone had a birthday today and then i mean because the zodiac i mean think about it some serial killers are just like outright they'll just ask questions and as soon as they get the information they need they'll just hit the road and no one thinks of anything of it how were hippo laws back then because maybe he could just walk up to a hospital like hey i need records of people who were born in this month this many years ago you know um i'm not too sure but the hospital records, I think, did somehow play a role. I know that there w- it was either him or someone else that um, had some form of like connection that way to where they would look at those kinds of records and track people down to kill. Um, I have no idea what why he would go after um, only like a certain age group um, as far as like why that would be his motivation. I mean, like I've. Have you heard of him killing, like, an elderly couple? He threatened to kill a bunch of kids. Yeah. But that was just to put the fear of God into into the people. The, once they were starting to lose fear of him, he just kind of made that threat to... I believe the exact words were, shoot out the tires of a school bus and pop the little kitties as they come bouncing out. Yes, I remember that. Which but is hella disturbing. It definitely is, but also... Thank God he never followed through on that. I think he was also a big talker because in his letters he 
essentially said that he committed up to 37 murders, but they were only able to confirm seven attacks, mm -hmm. which only had five victims pronounced dead, two of which survived. Right. This guy was very much obviously toying with police, sort of playing a cat and mouse game, and I think that in his own way, claiming that he had more leverage and more behind-the-scenes influence of the crime scenes, just total, in the surrounding area, made him seem more powerful and knowledgeable. Because the police were investigating cases that had no leads and that they thought were going to just perish under the, you know, travel of time. And he comes up saying, nope, I take responsibility for 37 murders and you don't know which ones are mine. Makes him seem to be smarter. It also would waste time and resources from the police. That is very true. So, um, with regards to those thirty-seven murders, um, was there any were there any murders besides the ones that we know for sure were his that, um, or at least that like fit his um, specific, uh, you know, thing? Like, were there any murders that occurred during that time in that same area that people could have attributed to him? Do we know? He kind of has a distinct style mm -hmm. of sneaking up on couples and assaulting them either with a knife or with a gun. Mm -hmm. You could you could say, you could make the argument that the ones with the knives weren't him because he uses a gun, but the knife attacks do seem to fit his M.O. Right. As in the style of finding the people and just going to town with them. That is true. Also because victims that survived two entirely separate attacks all claim to have seen a similar looking man and you know if let's say someone that was attacked with a knife says oh yeah person dude like dude a is this guy and someone who's attacked with a gun says dude a looks like this guy then you're obviously going to start thinking well if they both attribute it to this guy and this unnamed unknown killer is taking responsibility for both of them his mo must be both styles mm-hmm so what do we know about the, the present cases that we have um, with regards to the nature, like what makes his cases um, different than other people besides what we've already gone over? What I mean is, how would this have been structured? What's the story? What's the story? Mm -hmm. The story is that he was never arrested. We don't have a clue who he is, just suspicions, and no one has ever confessed to it outright. Mm -hmm. And if they have, there's not enough viable evidence to say, yes, you did it. It's more of, oh, you want to take credit for this string of attacks and murders. Well, we do have witness testimony and sketches, because uh, from the Blue Rock Springs murder, mm -hmm. one of the people who were attacked did survive and described him as a 26 to 30-year-old. It was 195 to 200 pounds, uh, maybe even more. Five foot eight, uh, white male with short, light brown, curly hair. So we have a description of him, and from that description, the police were able to do a sketch. Do you know how many people just fit that exact same description? Not most. <laughs> most. I'm pretty sure I could walk outside of this recording studio and find exactly 10 people in the span of five minutes who look just like that. I mean, Neil kind of looks like that a little bit. If you just glanced over at Neil, you could kind of see it. My hair is not brown it's enough. Not, it's not brown enough, but it says light brown curly hair. Which You've got slightly curly hair, and yep. if someone's glancing at you, looks light brown. 
if it's dark at night and you're yep. coming at me with a knife and I'm running away, but I'm not much, gonna be like, no, weigh? your hair's too How much did he weigh? The weight would be a problem there because it's 195 to 200. Yeah, there's no yeah. way in hell yeah, because but, you look at me, I'm a thin boy. Um, I can legend. I can neither gain nor lose weight because of my medical condition. There is no way Same. one could ever mistake me for a Zodiac killer. I don't even go to f- what? What's that fucking place? Paradise smoothies. What would they get the where you get like your own little? Oh, look at me! I have astrology signs on my drink. I'm so like in oh, tune yeah. with Paradise space and smoothie, like yep. everybody. It's like, oh, this means something because this per- this one was from my. It's the same star sign as my ex, you know, like this must mean something, you know? Well, I don't think he was like that exactly. I think he was more, I don't want to say methodical in his killings because it seems very sporadic. But a he lot was of people today like that, though. Very true. But I think he was the Zodiac Killer being he in question. I don't think he was as impulsive with it as he could have been, if that makes sense. Because clearly he had this way of waiting for a perfect moment where no one was close enough to get to help his victims and he clearly you know sought these out because all of the areas that he attacked in were essentially a bit sporadic and also if he did live on the outskirts wouldn't it be more centralized out there and if he lived in the city he might have been more centralized there but he generally just covered a wide expanse of area it seemed hobbyish wasn't his whole goal for killing people and why it was called the zodiac killer like he killed people with certain star signs for like a satanic reason or something like that like he killed specific signs for some reason he was the one that gave himself the name zodiac yeah Mm -hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't like the press or anything like jack the ripper right also the most common theory that we have today is that the Zodiac Killer was a man by the name of Arthur Lay Allen, or Lee, mm-hmm. L-E-I-G-H, Allen. Because uh, that's the popular theory made by a true crime writer named Robert Graysmith. Mm-hmm. All the evidence that supports that it was Allen has been cir- circumstantial and, like, word-of-mouth things because he was spotted kind of taking an interest to one of the victims. Mm-hmm. Like wanting to know her schedule oh, that's perhaps even true. her birthday that's the most common theory that people go with today you see that's where i get the whole like st- like learning and like stalking people thing from mm-hmm. because i felt like he had to know things in order to basically fit this kind of schedule that he was creating with the with his killings so that he would kill someone according to whatever whole schedule that he had zodiac wise and um, that was, I remember reading about that. That was something that supported that theory. The, there's a film in 2007, which is like a true crime thriller, mm-hmm. Zodiac, that oh, adopts yeah. that with Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark um, Ruffalo, and RDJ. Robert, yep, Robert Downey Jr. There's, so. there's another one, too. Um, there, there's one that came out, I think, in 2014 or 2015, maybe, maybe earlier or, or a little bit later. But there was one, that one was really creepy because um, they had this whole thing set up and um, they had you thinking that all these different things about the Zodiac Killer and 
it was really well done i think in one of my in my opinion because it, it played with the mystery of the zodiac killer and like how people thought it was like someone and then they showed you all these different things and like they were trying to solve the mystery of it and then who it actually ended up being was pretty funny to me but um nonetheless it was a really good movie and mm -hmm. but even though um as as someone wise once said to me um fiction is just the truth wearing a costume oh i like that um it's a good quote although there is that um you know i can't just go based off of someone's own creative headcanon of who the zodiac killer is but what if the creative headcanon came from the suspect's own son because going back to our black dahlia episode remember george hodell his son steve hodell also accused his father of being the zodiac killer mm. just because he was a very strong and prominent suspect in elizabeth short's own murder he would have had the, the way he accused him of the zodiac killer yeah. yeah there was theories that the zodiac killer and the black dahlia killer were one and the same yep, uh -huh. mainly also because they both killers sent letters after um the crimes had been committed that police had not been able to trace back to them. We're wait. I don't agree with that theory because in the Black Dahlia case, yeah, she was tortured for a very long time, and, and the body was displayed in such a way mm -hmm. that but, was very specific. And in the Zodiac killings, he didn't even make sure that they were dead most of mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. But also, you could think of it as you know he already had his perfect crime. He already had his taste of blood and maybe he just wanted more. He didn't want to ruin his, or I guess surpass what he thought to be his Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. That could also have just been his first kill and then he decided that that's not the way he wants to go about it. Well, George Hodel in discussing of the Black Dahlia murder very clearly was inspired by an artist, Man, Man Ray, who was very into this vaguely disturbing photography and disturbing paintings mm -hmm. and the black dahlia was posed in such a way that mimicked his art style it was very intentionally done if it was george hodel whereas in the zodiac killers you know joe's right he didn't make sure that they were dead he didn't even leave a perfect crime scene mm -hmm. but he left a crime scene still devoid of any trace to get back to him directly so i, I have a question then you said you talked about the letters earlier. Now, were these letters handwritten or not? Weren't they like a cipher? They were, they a, were cipher, a cipher, yes. But they were also handwritten. But the handwritten the handwriting analysis kept coming back inconclusive mm. because they did not match any of the suspects and people and handwriting specialists theorized that he, the Zodiac killer might have been using his non-dominant hand or was consistently mm. switching up his handwriting to throw off the police. Gotcha. Speaking of those ciphers, um, when you brought up Arthur and how he was the one they arrested for it? No, he wasn't arrested. None he of them were arrested. No. Well, he was the prime suspect for it. He was. They got the cipher, the third one, which just recently got deciphered by a group of people on the internet, and oh. that one states that he's not the guy on TV, which would be Arthur. So it's him still taunting the police, which they never got to decipher themselves until, you know, recently. Interesting. Can we also talk about how his first cipher that he released was uh, code broke, like, was solved very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and he got impatient and made them... Uh, exponentially harder than the first one, which I think that he 
it's good to know that he didn't actually make them impossible to prove that, oh, I'm so smart, look at me, do, 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 do. Mm. You know, he yeah. actually made them solvable. Makes which up I don't a new think language. He did that. Yeah. I think he's an egomaniac because how they broke the first one is obviously that the codebreaker went by the logic of, all right, this guy's a narcissist, so probably the first letter is I. And then he talks about, he's a killer, so he probably talks about killing. And then, like, some sort of verb to describe that. I like killing. And then they could, what they literally did was they found patterns patterns from based off of I like killing to solve the whole thing. Solve that, solve that first cipher. Yeah. Which is an incredible work of police ingenious. Hmm. So how were the ciphers made? What, um... What, what constituted the ciphers, as in... Literally just random symbols. Yeah. You did use sort of a, I guess, like, a very primitive compass symbol with, mm-hmm. like, a circle with crosshairs through it, mm-hmm. which could also be seen as, you know, like, a sniper crosshair. That was his signature. Uh, yeah. He signed all of his letters that way. I rem- You know, now that I think about it, I do remember seeing that whenever... Whenever you look up anything related to the Zodiac Killer... Oh, yeah. Like, they'll show you that and i remember in like the movie they had that in like the title when it like showed the the title zodiac and then they had that as like the o mm-hmm. you know i thought that was pretty cool but anyway yeah. um so from from this cipher we've gathered that it's most likely not the person that we initially thought it's not arthur it's not arthur it's not that's the most prominent theory. At least but. that's what he said, which if he was smart, he could have written that, submitted it, and then, you know, had the, the, like before the police took him and then done that to throw them off his trail. That is very true. So what happened to Arthur? Arthur was identified by a surviving victim, mm. but the DNA did not match. Oh. So yeah. due to a lack of, direct, lack of direct evidence, and also, like you said, the sketches and descriptions are generic white man, mm-hmm. no charges were filed against him. Also, the hairline doesn't match the drawing either, yeah. or gotcha. the facial structure, to be honest. So It's very much the police kept getting close, but mm. not close enough. Because one thing didn't add up in any suspect that they pursued. The DNA didn't match up. The foot size didn't match up. They didn't own a pair of boots. They didn't look the same. They didn't use... The, or they wore glasses, and they didn't wear glasses. Right. It was very much... Well, if we had just seen him without this, or if he had just altered this one thing about him, he would have fit the bill perfectly. But it never matched up completely, which always kind of grew in anticipation and sort of caused the police force, I guess, to be desperate to find someone to blame this on or to formally charge someone. Right. To answer your question more specifically, I think he was just let go, and then he died August 26, 1992. Oh, okay. Well, okay, three questions then. I have three, and I gotta ask them in this order. When? Well, okay, hold on. One last thing before you get into that. <laughs> the main guy that investigated no. uh, investigated the Zodiac Killer was a detective by the name of Dave Toshi, mm-hmm. which was a, he was a character in himself, because mm. he got fired for writing into newsletters as an anonymous source praising his own work. Oh, yeah. So he was a bit of a strange fellow in his own right. So he fits the egotistical bill. He fits that. But he's Asian. Oh, I thought we so, were going somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna keep yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's too. That's too much. That's mm. a bit too much. So my question is, my first one: When did this happen? When 60s did, and 70s. 
Okay. That's when the killing sprees happen. Right. Now, my next question is where? Cali. Yep, San Francisco area, Napa Valley area. Okay. Um, forgive my lack of geographical knowledge, but would any of those a- are any of those areas close to where Hodel is or was? The Black Dahlia murder took place in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. San Francisco is not na- they're not neighbors. But Elizabeth Short was a residence of San Francisco before she moved to LA. So there's that too. I just don't think that it's possible mm, that it yeah. could be Black Dahlia killer as well as the Zodiac killer because of the vastly different MOs. Exactly. And, and plus he did move to the Philippines almost immediately after the lipstick. And yeah. then kill someone else and do the same thing. Yep, we're less than a mile away from his house. So I think we know where that guy went. So so wait a minute. So the lipstick killer and the Black Dahlia killer, who are most likely one and the same. Yes. Um when what time <laughs> sorry. Did the those killings take place before or after the Zodiac? Before. Okay, well, so well then before. that person went to the Philippines way yep, before. Okay. In the fifties. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, even if it, even if we are going by what you're thinking from the witness uh, accounts, twenties, mm-hmm. thirties, the age wouldn't have been able to like right. handle that. Okay. What I'm thinking here is, what movies came out around this time, and if any of them had any like psychopaths in them, maybe it's just a method actor who got way too into getting into character. Mm. Mm. I mean, uh, I do remember. You said, um, 60s and 70s? Yeah. Um, you know, 60s and 70s, I'm not too positive. Earlier than that, maybe. When did, uh, Friday the 13th come out? That was, like, the late 70s. Was late 70s? Okay. Yeah. That was so were So were most of, so were most color of those, like, psycho thrillers? Yeah, the first yeah. one was Halloween, um, John Carpenter. That one was 1978, I believe. Yeah. And then, um... After that, that kick-started all the slasher films. Um, but before that, they would have movies, of course, with, um, you know, psycho elements, like psycho. And then you have um, the um, that one with the window, where the guy's, like, spying on, like, the... Um, He's looking at like another apartment building, and he witnesses a murder, and then the murderer notices oh. him. And then he goes, I rear, "Rear view." I I don't know the name, but rear, I know I know window? what you're talking. Is that about. what it is? Potentially. Rear view window. What the movie that you were talking about sounds yeah. vaguely familiar, but I can't for the life of me remember the name. But I mean, I don't remember. Um, yeah, rear uh, rear window. Rear window. I don't remember too many movies though, like from that time specifically in that time period that would have had any method actors unless they were like small movies, you like know? Like Taxi Driver, maybe. Ooh. Oh, true. I've... Also, when we're talking about suspects, why has no one mentioned Ross Sullivan yet? He looks like him. He like, literally he does. He does look like him, but I don't think it's him because, first of all. What do you mean? This guy has some circumstantial evidence stacking up against him, you know? He was working um, near the Riverside City College where Cherry Joe Bates was. And then apparently co-workers like, yeah, he makes us uncomfortable. And after the murder, he like kind of dipped for a few days. And then he had the same haircut and similar glasses. And he also wore like military style boots. Kind of like the footprints that were left at the scene of, uh, was it 
it's that one weird lake's name, Lake Berry Berryessa, Lake Berryessa, and then, you know, it also, uh, what else? He's, he's he was hospitalized. Yeah, he's he was hospitalized for bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. This guy looks exactly like him. It, it does, but mm-hmm. with the schizophrenia thing, I don't think somebody with that debilitating of a disease could. It's a make mental a, illness. Make mental illness could get away with making such a thing. You know what's funny? It I, would actually be broken. Well, schizophrenia can actually well, make you like be super like. Smart. It can, yeah, well, it's rare. And in control. And he seems, the Zodiac Killer, in his letters and stuff, he seems perfectly aware of what he's doing and that it's wrong and he's going to get caught. If someone like him, it, like uh, Ross, is dis- so disillusioned to life, I feel like he would just kind of not taunt the police. We yeah. don't have proof that he was disillusioned, though. And in one of the Zodiac's letters, they also mention the Mikado by Gilbert and Sullivan which could have been a hint or a reference to his name as well. You said he was hospitalized for bipolar, right? Yes. So what I'm thinking now is he could have his normal persona, which knows what he's doing is wrong and is super smart and is writing letters, and then he has the crazy one that's going out there and killing people. And he can't stop the crazy one from doing it, so he's trying to stop it by not immediately telling the police that he's doing it, but by giving them a challenge. Potentially. Forgive me for not being too conspiratorial enough, but I'm just of the mindset that it was Arthur Lee Allen. Very Because true. he said he wanted to attach a flashlight to his gun, which the Zodiac did. Mm-hmm. He owned a Zodiac brand watch, Ooh, which he okay. did. He owned the same brand firearm as the Zodiac killer. A Luger. Mm-hmm. He owned a Luger. And he was uh, fired from his job for uh, sexual harassment. So uh, if my previous kind of semi-serious comment of him being the f- grandfather of all incels, yeah. that wouldn't make sense. I think it's I think it's Alan. That's, that's just my, that's just me. Ooh, Not to know. mention he was ambidextrous too, so that could have been he the could reason get away why. With writing the yep. If you're going with the incel route, Loki Ross does kind of fit that look though, because <laughs> um, he, he also looks like a nerd. So I feel like the police wouldn't really be thinking he's capable of ha- carrying out these killings. When What's funny is in the Zodiac movie, um, the one that I saw, not the one with Robert Downey Jr., but um, the one that I saw, I think in the ending it turned out to be Ross Sullivan. Um, kind of funny to think about because I remember they were like, he was like a casual character and his name was like Mr. Sullivan or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, his character was pretty different. He was like an old blind guy. And that's huh. the thing is like, I think... Um, I think the Zodiac in that movie was blind, um, but might have been different references from a different movie. But uh, however, looking at Ross Sullivan, though, um, I can't help but think that that one has a more closer resemblance than uh, Arthur, because um, Arthur just looks nothing like the descriptions. How reliable are sketches, though, honestly? Yeah, Um, that's true. Police sketches come in handy, like, a lot of the time for, like arresting people because they do this as a job like they take descriptions and draw it almost like spot on they had a pretty good sketch of db cooper but he got away well that's because he died jumping onto the plane okay we're going with that theory but also because (laughs) how how reliable are these reports you know because as the murders happen we have people reporting it to the police investigating and putting out this poster and it continually gets you know 
essentially altered with each passing report, you know? So who's to say that this girl or a surviving victim goes, oh my gosh, I, re I don't remember what the guy who attacked me looked like, but it was the Zodiac, and I think the poster looks like him, so I think he also looked like the poster? And just going yeah. off of that. Yeah, seeing the poster could taint it, because you see the poster, exactly. and you're like, oh, he looks like this, but there's like, like this one small thing that's different. Yeah. Have you seen the, poli the, the police sketch meme? Where it was like a really bad sketch, and then when they finally caught the person... Oh. Oh yeah, they uh, they gave him like Where it's like it, they had a child draw the <laughs> they sketch. They had a child draw it, but they actually got the guy. Oh yeah, it, it's yep. surprising because if you look at the picture of them side by side, you can actually kind of see the resemblance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who do you think the Zodiac Killer is? I'm still with Alan all the way. It's Alan. I'm gonna go between Alan and Sullivan just because, you know, he was near the scene of one of the, like, murders, and he was in possession of something very similar to those, the footprints that were left at the Berry Lake stabbings. How old is Ted Cruz? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna go with Ross Sullivan. So... Is Russ Sullivan still alive? Um, I don't think any of these guys are. I know Alan is not. Mm. Let's see. Let's see if this suspect list is still alive. Because while you're doing that, I think that he's not alive. Oh, uh, September 29th, 1977. Alan died mm -hmm. in 1992, so he's mm. been he's been in died the of dirt. a heart attack at 36. That's kind of suspicious. Having that much stress on you, you know, being a killer, dying at 36 to a heart attack. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of fits what it would be like, I guess, right? I mean, unless he had um, some sort of medical condition. Um, yeah. But, I mean, as far as we know, what, Sullivan? Didn't he have schizophrenia? Schizophrenia and mm -hmm. bipolar. I wouldn't know if any of those would affect, um, like, a physical heart condition necessarily, unless he had some form of tachycardia or if he had, like... Um, Maybe maybe diabetes and just like didn't know it, you know. Like yeah, I mean, there are some things like, um, you know, as far as we know, looks can be deceiving because people didn't think that um, Ted Bundy was gonna be what he was, you know. And um, with this, I can apply this same sort of thing um, here when we look at Ross Sullivan. If it, if it was Ross Sullivan. People didn't think, oh, you know, like how Max described, it's a nerd. You know, he wouldn't be capable of doing such things, you know. They think, and you know, that the whole cliche of the nerd of that time was someone who, you know, just studies books or... Um, Works on computers all the ac time. Academic, um, weak, doesn't do anything physical. Um, glasses. Has to have glasses. Has to have glasses. Um, but... They wouldn't have suspected that thing, that kind of, like, person. And when we look at Alan, there are a lot of things that would connect him to it, even though his description is off. But I I have to say, it could be either or. It could have been either or, or it could have been an or. Neither of them. That's true. Because there could have been, like, it, the Zodiac Killer's message when he sent the cipher it's not i'm not the guy on the tv 
you know, the one that Max brought up earlier, like mm-hmm. it could have it could have been like a like a red herring type deal of just saying like, oh, that's not me. Pay to- pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, hmm. you know. Very um, true. Or it could have been a genuine like, no, that's not me. Sorry, you know, you haven't caught me. But what would would the Zodiac killer? Um, be just like some how other serial killers are, um, with like not really caring if they're caught. Or he wasn't. He, I think he did a lot of things, very to throw off the police off his track, mainly because he liked the chase. But he, I don't think he feared being caught because in the three forty cipher, which is the one that was recently mm-hmm. uh, cracked, he literally says, um. Uh, I hope you're having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise, misspelled with a C, all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing. When they reach paradise, so they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. This dude had issues, and I don't think he was throwing out these red herrings to get police off of his back. More so as throwing out these red herrings to watch police try and catch them. Mm. I feel like if somebody was to... He wanted somebody to catch him. Yes. He, he wanted somebody to prove that they were smarter to him. So, now here's my... Wait. Now, now something, just caught, something you mentioned caught my attention. Why was Paradise misspelled? If this is someone who writes a cipher, like, Why? would you think he would do that on purpose? It could be a code. It could not be. It could be whoever Very cracked well. it just misspelled it. Oh. Because <laughs> he used the shapes. Mm-hmm. It also could be, you know, some ciphers do use the same symbol, but and just how in some languages the letter could be used in the same word but have different pronunciations. Yeah. Could mm. be something like that. But it's very interesting to see how we've gone so much time without getting too close to the actual conclusion of the case, which is still open. Right, right. Now, if it is, if it was neither of them, do you think that the Zodiac Killer could still be alive? Unlikely. I doubt it. He'd be, like, almost the prince's age by now. Almost, Hmm. like, 110. If the description of white man in his 30s slash 40s in the 60s was true. Well, it was 20s to 30s. 20s to 30s? Yeah. But if it was 40s to 50s, no. If it was 20s to 30s, maybe Potentially. Where where do you think he would have gone? Would you think he would have left that community or stayed and lived out his life there? Probably Florida, Mexico. (laughs) Well, no, because think about it. If you are a killer known for, you know, these acts and everything... If you just up and leave, people are going to question it. The timing of it. You're not going to leave immediately. Well, no, but think about it. Oh, yeah, my neighbor looks like this guy. And he keeps going out late at night. I never see him. His lights are always out and everything. All of a sudden, you know, like this much time after it, police have released this statement. He flees. Wait a minute. Hello, copper. I think my neighbor might have been the Zodiac Killer. I think he would have stayed. What are they going to do with that information, though, if you leave? You know, like you've left already. 
I think he would have stayed for a few years, waited for it to cool down a little bit, and then either gone to Florida, because everyone goes to Florida to retire, and he obviously retired. True. Or Mexico to just get out of the country to avoid being charged with anything. Because if he's out of the country, there's no jurisdiction. But it wouldn't make any sense if he didn't... Like, if he wasn't afraid of being caught, I mean... I'm not going to rule out the fact that maybe he was like, ah, I just don't really care about being caught, but, you know, if they catch up to me, they catch up to me. Like, I just don't want to be, like, I don't want to be caught now, maybe, or like... Well, it sounded like he wanted to be caught, though. Like, That's the way, the way I interpret his yeah. letters yeah. and how he goads the police. Like, he that. wanted to be caught? And he That's, wasn't afraid so of death wanted, either. And it wouldn't make yeah. sense if it was, it wouldn't make sense if, if it fled. was Arthur then. It wouldn't make sense if it was Arthur, because if he would say that I'm not the man on the TV, then it couldn't be Arthur. Then uh, it would have to be someone else. Unless but, he had written the letter previously and sent it by mail, knowing that it would take a few days to get to the police, and then he gets yeah. caught while it's in transit. Because it's one thing to outsmart the police if they have you like in, in their crosshairs, but it's another thing to have police catch you after you've left their crosshairs entirely, you know? Like, the spotlight is on you. We think you are the murderer, and this isn't a grand reveal it's more of a oh yeah all of these dots kind of line up to you so it's you and then you have one letter to just kind of throw the bone away and then like nope it's not you we're gonna go investigate this other random guy you're like okay they got close but they weren't smart enough to see through that would that be something he would do would he go out of his way to create a letter just to be like Am I writing this letter because I'm I've been caught or is this letter being written because I just flat out think that I need to be the only one deserving of credit and I don't want that guy taking credit for what I did. It could just be that it was too soon. His work wasn't done. Mm. I think it could be any of them. That's true. That that's a possible that's possible. If they haven't finished their work, then they may not want to be caught just yet. The Zodiac Killer will forever live on in infamy for being one of the most meticulous, chaotic killers, if that makes sense. Right, right. I mean, at least today, we have the technology to deal with these with such people, so I hope that we don't have any killers like him in the future. Yeah, there's a lot of tropes about people trying to emulate the Zodiac Killer, like... In that movie, we were, the movies we were talking about, mm -hmm. as well as there's been like countless episodes of Criminal Minds or <laughs> Law and Order and such, where yep. uh, somebody sends in the ciphers to the police, goading them, bragging to them about getting away for it for so long, but oh, only to end, find out they left a thumbprint on the bottom of the page on accident. In the end, the, the suspect is always caught, and there's a happy ending. <laughs> in real life, it's not so much the case. Oh. We may think we know it now, but at the end of the day. We could be wrong. That's you know? right. So, that being said, our audience out there, if one of you is the Zodiac Killer, <laughs> then... It's Jazzy. Please Call us immediately. Fess well, up right now. Do it, you won't. We want an exclusive. Well, if you're the Zodiac Killer or not, follow us on our Instagram, at HadACryMonster, where you can catch up with all our favorite monsters, mysteries, and paranormal conspiracies. And now, recently, <laughs> true crime. So, I'm your host, Neil Nestor. And I'm Giselle. I'm Max. I'm Joe, your sound guy. I never put Zodiac on my tier list. Uh, he's B tier. Real, real quick, real B -tier. quick. I'm a Taurus. What are your signs? Gemini. Gemini. 
I said mine Jinx. earlier. I'm Aquarius. You know, the water Two boy. Geminis? Two yep. gems. Oh, you know what this means. Razzle Dazzle is three. Oh uh -huh. my. Really? Gemini majority. Dude, no one ever oh says God. anything about Aquariuses. <laughs> I have to like forcibly search for it. Well then, that being said, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. I can't say day or night because you could be listening to this at any time. Just don't get killed by a Zodiac killer, guys. Adios.